I'm going to get in so much trouble for this one today. So I just had to stop and get this episode out to you because it's super timely. It's, it's very relevant for right now, for late November, early December, to help you build momentum and maintain momentum into the end of the year. So as a result, I haven't had a chance to send this off to my audio entity. Um, so the audio quality that you're hearing is, is you know, raw. Um, there's no production values put across this at all. So please forgive that. But I just think, you know, this is so urgent. Um, I had to get this across to you ASAP. I'm Mark McGuinness, outbound sales trainer and founder of Sales Development as a Service. Thank you for tuning in to the Best of Sales Skills podcast. So today we're going to cover off a very timely topic. So one that's probably driving you nuts right now, and that is how to work with that objection of call me back next year or you know people trying to delay whatever it is you want to talk to them about and push it through into next year, right? So, And I bet many of you are having the same frustrating conversations that my team are currently having. So right now, when we get prospects on the phone, like many are so focused on just getting to the end of the year that trying to get them to a degree, trying to get them to agree to almost anything this side of Christmas is incredibly difficult. And so as a result, this is what we're hearing on the phones. I'm flat out. Um, this is not a priority for me right now. We've got a lot of things on this. I'll have to wait. Call me back next year. You know, I just don't have the headspace, whatever, right? So how can we continue to do our jobs with the year closing in, okay, and still successfully engage people in the taking meetings and having conversations? So there are a couple of things that we need to be mindful of before I give you some tactics that allow you to um, hopefully stay in the conversation a little bit longer and, and see if you can't actually secure a meeting or convert, secure some next steps so that you don't lose that busy, that momentum that you need to keep. So first thing is, if they're in a business or an industry that is at its most busiest right now, then maybe you need to have planned around this. So if you're selling to hospitality venues, event professionals or retailers, okay, so these guys will be focusing all of their efforts and all of their management mindset on reaping the rewards, their marketing and sales campaigns that they've put together earlier in the year and they're executing right now. Right, so pubs and clubs are busiest now doing Christmas parties. Event professionals are running corporate events and Christmas parties. They're busy, right? So we can, as sales professionals, we can help, we can be available to help them when and if they need some assistance while they're being busy. Um, but trying to create new momentum, trying to create momentum for new initiatives might be hard for us to do, and I suspect it'll cause more harm than good. If these industries form part of your target prospects, um, move, if possible, move your efforts and your prospecting into a different industry for the next eight weeks or so, right? If they are, this is your only market, then use this time to do some other things, perhaps like take some time off yourself, uh, do some internal work, such as run your own sales kickoff, or do more strategic work on your business, such as some planning or, or, or development, that sort of thing. Because if you push hard on these people um, when they are gen genuinely busy, okay, you risk coming across as a pushy salesperson. And we all know that trying to move people too fast towards a sale or too fast into something that they don't want to do only makes it harder for us in the future. It breaks trust. So here's a, here's a pro tip for you. Make sure you know the seasonality of your buyers, right? Their rhythm, their operational rhythms. And then structure your sales effort accordingly. So I used to sell to the events industry, and I know that by now, late November, early December, they've bought all the big gear purchases, all the big equipment that they need for this time of year. They've done those purchases. 
Sure, they might want some smaller transactions to help them get past, get through, you know, some of their events, but the big stuff was done months ago. So if this sounds like you, then we need to be planning our sales year accordingly, making sure that we're we're focusing on selling when they're buying and, and not trying to sell when they're not buying. Now, this sounds a little bit obvious, but I know there's a lot of buyers out, sorry, a lot of sellers out there that are moving through sales roles quickly. They might only be in a role for 18 months or so, and so they don't get to really see that seasonality. Right? If your buyers are outside of these types of industries and aren't affected by the type of seasonality and are just caught up in their everyday, you know, the everyday Christmas rush that we've all got for our professional and personal um, agendas, then you've got a better chance of maintaining your sales momentum if you try some of these strategies. But why do we find ourselves in this situation? Let, let's just take a quick step back and have a look at the psychology. Research that has been highlighted by my favourite human science expert, Dr. Bob Cialdini, the guy of um, the guy that wrote the book Influence, says that as we get closer to these types of calendar deadlines, we've got a natural instinct, natural tendency to try and complete as much as possible on our to-do lists. We want to bring all these things to a nice close as the calendar year or the financial year closes out, right? Importantly, we do this regardless if there's an incentive or an actual reason to finish the project by the calendar deadline. And we can see this in a lot of industries, but if you ask your local builder, if you know someone who's a builder, ask them what it's like. And they'll tell you that everyone wants their house built, their house finished, their pool installed or their fence finished before Christmas. So this closing of a significant time window creates unnecessary urgency, which is great for finishing projects that we've already started. So we can use that urgency to build momentum and get some next steps or even close out a deal. But it creates a challenge for us to start new projects. Now, I just want to pause here because what's also interesting is that when we do start a new year or a new financial year, the reverse is true. And what that means is that our prospects, people, are more likely to look for and take on new projects and new initiatives at the start of a new year or a new calendar year. So we can use that to our favour once we move past these deadlines. We can use that as an opportunity to engage people about new projects. But back to solving our issue that we've got right now over the next five or six weeks. Now that we're aware that our buyers, as well as ourselves, have a real sense of increasing overwhelm as we all get closer and closer to the end of the year, we're much better placed to be able to help them. Like everything in sales, having a rehearsed plan is absolutely critical. When's the worst time to think about what to say, just as you're about to say it? Trying to turn up and wing it makes for a very mediocre performance at best. Here's what I suggest. Make sure you understand what your prospect's day and workload looks like so you can get really crispy on those details when you're talking to them, right? Also, be open to booking time in January or late December. You know, avoid trying to book something, you know, tomorrow or early next week. I see this all the time. If you have a look at your own calendar, you'll see that you've got the least amount of available time in the near term. Like I've got the my diary's booked tomorrow, next week's booked. Right. So instead of trying to find time in a calendar that's already jam packed, fish a little bit further out where there'll be less of a chance of a full full calendar. So in most cases, these delay objections that we get are, are either comments or just reflexive knockbacks. Right. Um, in reality, they do have time to take a call or a Zoom or even a face to face meeting if we can just create enough value or enough reason for them to be able to do that. We should be expecting people to bring us these objections. Okay, particularly now. Okay, so as a result, we need to be prepared for them. So here's five strategies that you could use to overcome this delaying tactic. Now, of course, not all of them are going to work, 
maybe none of them will work for you. But if you're prepared and you've got some strategies in place and you take these strategies and you put them inside your context and try them, you're going to get more meetings booked than if you don't. So the first one that I want to share with you is what I call the utilize technique. Okay, and what this means is we utilize their excuse. So the excuse that they have is that there's no time, they've got no time. And we've used that excuse as the very reason why they should talk to us. Right. So um, how might how might that go? So let's say um, I'm flat out right now. And we'd say, well, that's exactly why I called. I suspected you were going to be busy and I didn't want to be filling up your inbox with long emails. I thought a phone call was the best way to get, get in contact with you. Lots of emails might slow you down even further. Okay, so you use that as, a, as an excuse. Then you then might go on to say, all I wanted to do was give you the best chance of finishing this year well and getting a good start to next year. When are you due back? All right, so, so um, utilise. So we're using the excuse that they're busy. That's exactly, I called you because you're busy. And this works um, really well, particularly if you're in a scenario where you're selling something that might increase their level of effectiveness or efficientness. So, you know, it's saving time and money. So if you're saving them time in some some respects, then you can use this as an example of why you might be calling or, or uh, utilise that as a reason why you might be calling. So I'm flat out right now. So here's another one. I'm flat out right now. That's exactly why I called. This is about lowering the workload you're currently experiencing. A short conversation now will literally save you weeks of work in 2023. Don't you deserve to have that time back? All right. That's exactly why I called. This is all about lowering your workload, the workload that you're currently experiencing. Surely a short conversation now will definitely save you a lot of work in the future. Don't you deserve to have us, have that time back? So there's two utilized st strategies that you could use. Um, another technique that I like to use is called the hypothetical. This method, this technique, is all about making the prospect think about what's possible rather than the current situation. So it's about them thinking into the future. You know, what if I could do this? So again, this is good if you're selling, um, whatever it is that you're selling increases your client's level of efficiency. So we hear the objection. The objection might be, I'm flat out right now. And you might say something like, well, I'm hearing that a lot. But what if I could show you how to avoid being this frantic in 2023 with just a 15-minute chat sometime across the next two weeks? Does that sound fair? All right, so again, you know, we're, we're making them think about what if I could – so don't worry about being busy now. What if I could put you into a place that was better than that? So that's the hypothetical. There's another technique called the reframe, okay? And this technique helps your prospect focus on what they're going to gain from talking to you rather than their current situation, right? So they might say, again, I'm flat out right now. And you say, well, isn't this really about how we can give you your time back rather than take time away? You know, so what you're doing is saying, this conversation is all about giving you some of the time back that you challenge. Don't focus on, on what you've, the situation you're in now, focus on what it is that you're actually trying to achieve. Okay. Um, and the, the methodology there or the technique, isn't this really about, so reframe, hang on a second, Mark, isn't this really about, and you make them, you reframe the, the situation. Social proof is is a great one that I want to share with you. And, and this is also called the feel felt found strategy. So despite people telling that feel felt found is old school, when it's done correctly, it's the most conversation and smoothest strategy to use. So if you master feel felt found, you'll be able to stay in the conversation much longer and really get down to their, their genuine objections and have a great conversation. The trick is not to use feel, use the feel felt found strategy, but don't use the words feel felt found. 
So how might that work out? Okay, so instead of saying, look, I understand how you feel. Lots of other customers have felt that way. And when they did what I said, they when I when they did what I asked of them, they found they were in a better place. So that's the that's the framework for feel felt found. Right? But of course, as soon as you try and say something, say that somebody says you're using the feel felt found strategy, get out of my office. Right. So how do you position? How do you use that framework to make it even more powerful? So their objection is I'm flat out right now. And you might say, look, that makes sense. A lot of IT managers we're talking to are also under the pump with things like graduations and other special school requests. So they're choosing to still schedule meetings into the last week of December to make sure that they've got all the information they need to get their 23 started right, their year 2023 started right. Would that work for you too? So what we're doing is we're saying, look, makes sense. You know, we, we, we acknowledge that they're under pressure. And then we quickly say, well, a lot of other people have, have felt the same way. You know, we say a lot of a lot of the IT managers we're talking to are also under the pump, right? Then we get very crispy by saying, you know, under the pump with, and then we share the situations where we know they're busy. And then we say, but they're still choosing to schedule meetings into the last week of December. And then we use their reason why they should to make sure they have all the information they need to get next year started right. Okay, would that work for you too? Right, so feel felt found is a great framework. Just don't use the words feel felt found. We align, we show them that others, just like them, those that are in the same position as them and despite this, they're still taking meetings. So the implication there is that if other people just like them are doing that, they should too. That's where the social proof component comes in. All right, so in summary, there's the five strategies for you to, to tie there's two and utilize you've got the reframe um and you've got feel felt found what do i need you to do you need to be prepared right you can't go into these conversations unprepared so write it down make sure you've got a script have a plan about what are they what are they what are, you, what are, what are the objections you're likely to get and how are you going to handle them and then most importantly practice them with your team before you get on the telephone the last thing you need to be doing is getting on the phone or, or having a conversation with somebody face to face and sounding really stilted it will sound like an objection handling technique the language the conversation needs to flow as just part of the conversation all right so um apologies for any Sound challenges there. As I said at the start, um, I'm just getting this one out to you as quickly as I can because I know it's important for you all right now. Um, usual deal. If you found this valuable, please share it with somebody in your team. Um, I'd really appreciate it. That's Mark Mignonis signing off. Have a great week.